0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Michael Dean Show. We are in the building. We're ready to have some fun. Uh, joining me today, Mr. Q Storm. Sir, how are you?
1: I'm good. I got my 12-year-old out there cutting the grass on the rod
0: lawnmower. That's what's, That's right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. I salute Wait, that. wait, wait. wait. You got a riding
2: mower? Yeah. Are those hard to get serviced or something like that? Because I've never used one. I mean, I've never cut grass in my life.
1: So well... <laughs> if you weren't lazy as I am <laughs> and you took the time to learn how to do it I'm sure you could service it yourself but that came out wrong, pause but um, <laughs> I just, just don't have the professionals do it it costs, I don't know I'm going to say like under 300 a year for them to come out, oil it and oh, check I the blades it. and then they winterize it when the, when the season's done I guess where you live you'd be using it all year round so it might cost you a little bit more
2: all right all
1: right,
2: thank
0: you. Okay. Cool. Now, let me ask you this: uh, Do you pay him something for that, or is that he just needs to be doing it? He gets an allowance. I know. What I'm saying so. If, but if he didn't do that, is he still get an allowance?
1: Uh, if he didn't do that, he would have to do something else. Got it. Like he doesn't. He does have chores that he gets an allowance for. Oh, okay. But I'm I'm just increasing the number of chores as he gets older, bigger, and more hairier.
0: Oh, okay, throw that in there. <laughs> All right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good, man. More kids need to be out there cutting the grass or doing something around the house. That's, yeah. that's, hey, that's man, how hey. I was brought up on that. I had to cut the grass. We didn't. I didn't have the driving one. We had to push the non electric I joint.
1: I did, too. You know, I'm on my Bel Air a little bit, but I had to. <laughs>
0: Uh, but that's good, man. That's good work ethic, man. That's, shoot, I used to have to do my mom's yard and her girlfriend's. Like, Wow. You're going you to cut, goddammit. But uh, that's what's up. All right. Uh, Big Sexy and Saxer, how are you?
2: I'm a little down down and out today. Having some issues with the Batmobile. Uh-oh. I'm blaming Q-Storm. Should got you
0: a Prius. <laughs> uh, you know, Big Sexy, now, see, Big
1: Sexy, I'm going to be gracious about this i'm not gonna say that i'm about to hop in my prius which is working fine and drive to go get my little brother i'm not gonna say that i'm gonna wish you the best with your your gas guzzling beast
2: i guarantee you once i get this minor malfunction set if i pulled it behind you in my range rover your little brother wouldn't know you from adam your fruity prius wow
1: fruity I don't know. I don't know. But you know what? I'd have my money in my pocket to spend on my little brother.
0: I well, see now. Nah, i, I'm a, I, I'm I a, let me leave that, that alone. <laughs> we'll, we'll break the uh, sanctitude of the chat.
1: <laughs> off, off, offline conversation. No, don't let hey. Don't let me get into the Negro Ensemble Theater. You don't know where I've been.
0: Oh Lord. Never
1: walked oh. in my shoes.
2: <laughs> okay, Ceely. <silly. laughs>
0: all right well let's uh get into this conversation here um let's see oh i want, just to touch on some avenger stuff real quick it's still a big conversation um the uh you say pause <laughs> what oh i thought you said pause i was like huh? but anyway uh they're gonna release the spider-man uh far is it far from home a oh, homecoming no, Far From Home. I'm sorry. Far
1: From Home. Yeah. The
0: trailer is coming out uh, apparently Monday. And they said that they're going to have like a spoiler war- warning in front of that. But it's also the day, Monday is also the day officially where all the spoilers, in terms, uh, at least from the directors of the movie in game, they're saying it's okay to spoil after this point uh, because I think they have to spoil certain things to market the Spider Man movie. And let me say this. If you have not seen Endgame game by this time you can stop listening because we we're going we, we gonna spoil the movie this movie done been out over a week if you ain't seen it already that's on you um but yeah knowing what we know of the In game movie now and then that spider-man obviously comes out after that um you can see how they didn't show you know they don't really mention tony stark and things of that nature in that movie but now we know that you know the world is a different place uh, going forward, and you know the assumption would be, uh, I guess all of these kids in this movie, at least in Peter's high school, that we see, maybe they were all snapped out too, and were gone for five years. That's and, how it's got to be. Man. And now they're coming back, but obviously the world has, is is dealing with that and Wait, i'm
1: sorry uh, go ahead. Why, why is it obvious that they have to be they would have, well, had to have been yeah because they haven't,
0: aged, man. They, they haven't aged right they're still in high school they haven't aged and they don't seem to you don't normally you don't really see like there's a uh something weighing on everybody to a big degree like well we just you know the world has changed people were gone for five years so i'm assuming because it is still in high school that they were gone too they the same age as peter parker um and then uh, there was a rumor now that uh, is it Mysterio, is that yep. how he's, Yeah, they're saying that he either mentions it in this trailer coming out or somehow it is leaked that uh, he's saying that he is not from this particular Earth. Like okay, he's from an alternate Earth.
1: Why? Uh,
0: well, I don't know why. I mean, now, again, I don't know if the character is lying as he's saying that. I don't know Mysterio, if he does lie. okay. I don't know if the leak, you know, the rumor is wrong, but they're saying that it opens the door. That they're saying th- there are alternate realities, and maybe there's people being pulled from one earth to the other, multiverse type of thing, and they're sort of uh, introducing uh, this into the MCU. Which to me, I could see them doing, sort of opening the door to maybe explain why they may have this other characters come through or something. I don't know, but I'm curious, what are you guys' thoughts of this? Because it does sort of, you know, that, that, that is hinted in Endgame, game, right? That there are alternate realities well, going forward.
2: That makes it, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a double-edged sword because if you do open the door to alternate universes, that allows Miles Morales to come in. That's true. It also allows, you know, your, X-Men and Fantastic fantastic Horror openings as well. But, at the same time, it also allows for that type of storytelling to be misused and used as a crutch and as you know, Q and I have seen on Discovery, when it doesn't work, it doesn't work at all. So it's it's really a dangerous uh, premise there. But again, this is Mysterio and he's been known to be full of shit.
0: But the fact that he would even know about that is be interesting unto itself because how many people yeah. know that they had to go through the quantum realm to do all this kind of stuff so they would have to explain how he knew that but go ahead go ahead I, mean,
1: I don't know what the bigger plan is maybe there's a bigger plan but from the information we have now I can suspend disbelief that the kids are still in high school so and and, and if we don't see any effects of the snap I mean I could suspend uh, you know, If they want to do that, you know how they used to do in uh, like the first season of Daredevil? They would just say, well, we can't just have the big green guy come in and help us or something like that. Just yeah. a casual. Re- That's all they got to do. I don't really need to see. I mean, I'm ready to move on. I mean, Endgame oh. in a meta sense was the end. And, I can under- and it feels like it's a good place to say, OK, we stop here. We don't have to explain everything. You get the idea. Let's just move forward. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think they need to Yeah, but
0: but they've told you that the in game movie is not the end of phase three. So they're right, not gonna they're not gonna let it, let it go. This movie has to let it go. So they're not gonna, gonna do what you're saying.
1: They don't have to keep link, they don't keep have to keep hammering in, we went through this thing, we went through, I I get it. I, I I'm more interested in the than the news story now.
0: But you they know, would be I, breaking. I, I, I hear it. what I you're understand. saying. They would be breaking their mold because obviously MCU movies don't do that. They reference the other ones and they're all doesn't part have of
1: it go ahead it doesn't have to be so like Mysterio being from an alternate universe as a result of this that's stupid because what it means is like big sexy said it's the same thing as like star trek right. the movies uh we don't know what to do well let's call uh alternate spock
0: yeah i agree I, with you i agree but, but but if you accept Endgame, you open the door to that you, you can't shut it you know otherwise people are gonna be i thought these movies were connected that was your whole selling point. So they've opened the door for that. If, if, if you can't allow that, and Endgame's whole premise is based off of that. So it does open the door for it. They end the movie that way with Captain America, right? Like, there's really a solid, what's the solid explanation for old Cap to be sitting there? You, you have to assume he lived his life out on another timeline and then somehow he came back to ours.
1: <laughs> no, see, that's what I'm saying. Now, Now, that's, that's the paradox there. It you could argue, I'm not saying I'm right, <clears throat> probably not, but You'd argue it anyway. For the events to have happened at the end of Endgame, you have to argue that uh was, uh Steve Rogers created a timeline where there never was a Captain America. And that's what we see at the end of Endgame.
0: No, he no, he doesn't create that.
1: Then how do you get the shield?
0: He may have took it.
1: Taking it with him when
0: But he but back. again, they showed you when you go back, that doesn't mean you don't just, exist. It he, just means that he laid low <laughs> while the other Captain America kept on doing what he's doing. Yeah. That's all they showed but, you.
1: But when we he but uh the ancient one said when you take a stone,
0: mm-hmm. you create a new timeline. But remember, his mission was to go back and put the stones back so you don't. Now he created a new time. He may have created a new again. I don't know if he created a new timeline or not. All we know is that he went back on his mission to put those back. So they don't create new timelines. We just know he chose to stay there, but we right. don't know that he's out there. There's two captain Americas in his timeline. There's just the one that was already there. And he just may have went and laid low and lived his life with old girl.
1: But what about Peggy? Peggy would have known, wait a minute, you were just in a plane and you crashed into the ice. What are you doing here? Right. He may, have told, he
0: may have told her I'm from this other time. The Steve of your time is going to, they need to have a captain America here. He's going to be on who he is and you just need to leave him alone as you would have normally done. Anyway, she was old lady by the time cap came back. So it may not have had no effect to her whatsoever. You know what I
1: mean? When we saw Peggy talking to captain America and winter soldier, Mm -hmm. who was, who was he talking? Who was she talking to?
0: The captain America. That was our captain America though. He went to a different timeline. Remember, he's not going back to our past. He's going to another past. That's why I said the things that you do in the past ain't going to change your timeline.
1: Well, okay. Bottom line, I, I I I think Big Sexy hit. He said the exactly the right word. I'm thinking crutch. Oh, so so you get these bean counters saying, "Man, them Iron Man movies, boy." Now my mortgage, my mortgage is coming due. So what we can do is create a new Iron Man from another timeline.
0: Well, of course. That's, the- uh, well, of course, that's what Hollywood does. But that would be dumb. Like, I agree uh, with oh. you. I, I I agree. But again, if you don't think that they're not going to come back probably in eight or years or something and be like, okay, now the biggest payoff of all time, money-wise, is when we bring back Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. We've we we've left ourselves an, an out to do that and we'll bag the hell out of this. They're going to do that.
1: Well, what they would probably do is like they've done with the Batman movies. They, they'll wait after that god awful trash, it was Batman and Robin. They'll wait five years, six years, however much time, and then they'll just start from afresh like all those other Batmans didn't exist.
0: I would just say create- only if they don't make money. If they continue to direct you their Marvel movies normally do, they have no reason to do that. To me, the only reason you write out Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Heavens, because ain't nobody spending, ain't gonna give him no $75 million movie after movie that don't make no business sense. So you have to write him out of it. You're, no, not, no, writing, sorry, you're not writing him out because he ain't good or the movies aren't necessarily successful, but he's a liability financially. You can't have him in the movies.
2: And he's, wait, too wait, wait. he's too old. too old. I don't think it's, you know, that they just gave him 75. I think his, his money was tied to profits.
0: Well, I know what I'm saying, but they still, the they don't want to give him, they, not, it, it, they don't win giving him profits. That ain't the business model, right? At the end of the but, day, they still they don't get that money. So, again, there's a reason why they don't make Iron Man solo movies. They can't afford to be giving him that kind of money.
1: It has nothing to do with that. What you don't I'm think saying,
0: it has anything to do with the money you think is you think it's purely on a story.
1: <laughs> you not. Let, let me explain. He's he's in his mid
0: 50s. So the money.
1: OK, go he's ahead. Gonna be, let you, he's going to age out
0: of that role. I wouldn't. Why would he beast. age out the, the, the character can't get old?
1: but we want a young, we want an iron man that is uh like in his 30s or 40s so that he can why, why? do sequel he, after sequel
0: you don't, so you don't think the audience would watch him age gracefully as this character and we would love him if it's good do,
1: i mean is there like a 60 to 70 year old iron man in the books
0: i don't know is there no there isn't no right they do that for the books so we're talking about movies so you don't he think be, uh, you don't think I'm, am I asking you a question you don't think the audience would not enjoy to watch Robert Downey Jr. keep playing this for like four or five more years? No. Interesting. <laughs> what do you think, think, Big Sexy? Would, do you think the audience... I, I hear you. I, you <laughs> think uh, he's getting too old to play the part, Big Sexy? You think that's why they got rid of
1: him? I don't think he's too old, Wait, wait, wait. I didn't say that's why they got rid of him specifically, but I'm saying it would be part of the equation when they, if they want to bring Iron Man back, they would say, what about Robert Downey Jr.? Well... He's in his sixties now. Yeah, we need someone younger that can right. take the franchise forward another three or four films.
0: I, I agree with that. And I gonna go back to the question I asked. Do you think they got rid of him because he was getting older? Or is that one of the reasons? No, not now. No. I'm, I'm asking Big Sexy, I'm sorry.
2: I don't think so. I I think it could be a, a combination of a lot of things. You know, maybe Downey's got to the point where he's done a bunch of these movies and he's done real well financially. It's like I'm gonna do something else now. I'm okay with that. But I don't think producers are like, you know what? This is the last one for him. Get him out of here. He costs I, as I much never, money and he's aging. I don't, I, don't, I don't think so.
1: And I never suggested that either. I so, think if Robert Downey Jr., mm-hmm. th- I, the, reason they st- the reason they got rid of him now is because of the money. Yes.
0: That's what I was saying.
1: <laughs> but they're not going to bring him back five years later because not only will it be the money then, but it'll also because he's too old.
0: So I disagree. And I, and I would say the same reason why you bring ha- Harrison Ford back. Uh, <clears throat> years later you know that the fans would go crazy over that uh again he'll be at the point where he's, he hasn't had the success uh of the iron man movies so his stock in the game goes down it's the same way with harrison ford harrison ford was been one of the biggest box office draws for quite a while right but he went down a little bit so when you have this big franchise star wars and it's the big return you're not gonna have him star totally in the movie, but you're gonna have him be one of the main characters, one of the selling points. He's not gonna sit here and say, well, I need blah, 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 you can't make it without me. He's gonna be like, you know what, let me get my nice bag, this is 30 years later or whatever, and I'm, and I'm in, the audience is gonna be like, I, it's hand Solo, you know, the story will dictate why he's old, and it will work, it would be one of the biggest movies. I think it will be the same way with Robert Downey Jr., as the same way people would respond to Harrison Ford coming back old as hell the same way they would have Harrison Ford come back and play Indiana Jones. One of the most spry characters that has to be running and jumping. People was like, I'm going to see uh, Last Crusade or whatever that movie was. I mean, it was a trash movie, but it wasn't trash because he was old. It wasn't a trash movie. I thought it was. was, Oh, 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 oh." Swinging by vines. Oh, oh, that—that oh, that, that was a trash movie. Wait, I don't know what wait. movie you saw. You that said Fast Crusade. Oh, I had the wrong title. I'm talking about when they brought him back when he was old. Okay, well, yeah, that, that, that was, was a trash movie, but I don't that think was it was trash, trash because of his age per se. It was a lot of factors that went into that.
1: But Mike, the difference is, is that the, the, these comic book characters, unless they're doing a special arc like the old man Cap or old man Logan, Tony Stark, I'm assuming, has been of the same age in the comic books since ninth, since the vietnam since his debut in Tales of suspense
0: right, but I'm talking about the movies I'm not talking about the comic books that people don't actually buy or read. I'm talking about the movies that we are watching and paying big money to go see. I'm saying that people identify with Robert Downey Jr almost as much as they would identify with certain characters. He is the outliner that you well, see his face as that character. I think you've said that many times on this show. You see uh, him as the the character, and I'm just saying, I know a lot of people would be like, I would love to see him come back. Of course, he would well, not be the young person. <laughs> you know, it would be ludicrous, but to see him play an older version of Tony and whatever the story dictate that he came back, I'm sure that would fill seats. I don't well, think people would look, be like, oh, he's too old. I don't want to see it.
1: Look, look at James Bond. A lot of people, I don't say... Maybe the majority of people say that Sean Connery is James, the James Bond.
0: I don't. I Roger Moore is mine.
1: Well, I said the majority. I didn't say uh, you well, disagree. Do. I don't I think the majority
0: the, would say that either. I disagree.
1: With okay. You well, let, give it to me for the benefit of the, for the sake of the argument. Okay. <laughs> no, can but you do go ahead. that? Not really. But go ahead. So they didn't. They didn't. When they wanted to bring Bond back, except for Never Say Never Again, which was a flop. Which I like that movie. They didn't uh, say Sean Connery can come back whenever he wants to. Because he got too old.
0: Well, they had other people playing the character at that point. You were missing the, the, the larger degree. He had already given up the mantle, and it became Roger Moore's. So, again, we're talking about him competing with somebody who's already leading the fr- franchise. We're not saying that with I- Iron Man yet. So I don't really see how they compare.
1: Um, to me, a guy ages out, they replace him. And that's what the same thing would have with Robert Downey Jr.,
0: yeah, you're the first person who said they're getting rid of him, that I've heard it because he's aging out. I
1: ain't never heard that. No, I'm saying when they want to bring... Okay. When they want to bring the franchise back after a certain span of time, mm-hmm. he, they would say Robert Downey Jr. is too old to bring back his Tony Stark. Because looking at the books, Tony Stark still looks like a man in his 30s.
0: Right. But see, what I'm saying is not, they don't have to bring the franchise. I'm not talking about the Iron Man movies franchise. I'm talking about the Avengers, which continues on because there's many other characters. So I don't think they'd be bringing that franchise back. I think it's still rolling. But my point is to say, I can tell they left an out to say that at a certain point, we can bring back Tony Stark. Whether it's he's from a different timeline or this, that, and the third, and people will be lining up to see that. I don't think anyone will be like, he's too old. There may be a new Tony Stark. There may be, actually I could see them going a different direction, maybe it was his daughter or somebody else being Iron Man, but I could see them saying, Oh, we pulled Tony through the or Krang the Conqueror came and he pulled Tony through the timeline. He's an older dude. <laughs> I can guarantee you, people be lined up to watch that. Ain't nobody I, I gonna be you. like ain't nobody gonna be like, oh, it's too old. I just don't believe that. What what was that conqueror's name
1: again?
0: Is it Kang or Krang? I, I don't I don't know the books that will. <laughs> okay. What was his name? It's Kang. Okay. Kang but you got what I'm saying Kang. though, right?
1: I just warlord of Atlantis. I just love the way you butcher these names. Oh, I I
0: admit I don't. I don't know the lore that well, but but you understand what my point is. Just to be clear,
1: I just just don't think it would work.
0: Okay, well, going back to you know, sort of what led us into this, you know, opening the door to that multiple multiple realities and timelines. I I could see them doing that because they just did it, and obviously, people's (laughs) the movie done already made two billion dollars. Let's be clear. So obviously people accept it because they money. What,
1: what did they do? What do you mean? They did it.
0: No, I'm saying they just, they introduced that whole concept in Endgame, game and us as the audience bought that. Oh yeah. So I'm saying the door is open for them to do this further in other movies. They, they're, they're moving to the next phase. They've opened the door to tell you that there's old, multiple timelines and caps an old man, or is there a younger cap sitting in the wings? Is there another way to do Tony Stark? Again, Marvel movies are the ones who really push the DH thing, right? So, again, if if, if they wanted to, they could say, well, we're going to bring back Tony Stark and DH's face just as you people bought Sam Jackson in this one movie and made a billion. You can't tell me they wouldn't buy it for their beloved character, right? Because you just, y'all accepted it every time we've been doing it. I don't think that people would be tripping and, and we again, they've opened the door for this type of storyline to happen. So we'll so see what happens with Spider Man. Like when he says, "I'm from a different earth," I, I wouldn't be shocked if that's the reality.
1: But I just don't see the necessity to make Mysterio from a different earth.
0: I, I don't either, but I, you know, I, I agree with you on that. But I guess, like I said, when he opened Pandora's, you know, as, as what I said, as much as we love Endgame, you know, it, it opens doors. I don't. We'll see how they can handle it the, from a storytelling aspect. You're getting into some real comic booky stuff. But at the same point, you know, uh, we used to say that it's impossible to do these types of movies like that. I think Spider-Man, The Enter the Spider-Verse, that's what it's called. It also shows that people who have no history with a lot of these other characters will accept it if it's done right. Like, I don't think anybody who is not a Spider-Man fan they saw Miles, Miles Morales and they accepted the exp- explanation of how you could have Miles and there's two different Peter Parkers and uh, it seemed like no one was batting an the eye during that movie, which I thought was sort of complex. So I don't see why they would bat an eye for something they they love, even the whack well, movies. Do you watch The Flash? I do not. Well,
1: Big Sex, do you watch The Flash? I do not. Damn. Okay. Yeah. okay. Well, DC
2: I- gets still no loved, man. Who? d c
1: all right well there's a character on that show where they have multiple ver- ver- versions of that character uh hey. I, uh is, i can the guy who uh i think his name is Cav- tom kavanaugh his his scientist character okay <clears throat> uh, so if they did, they i guess they can make it work where if they have like a uh uh an avengers and the time rift or something and an old Tony Stark comes through who wants to be a mentor to the new Tony Stark. I guess you could cast Robert Downey Jr., but it has to play off of the fact that he's old. He can't just be a 60-year-old 60 Tony uh, Robert Downey Jr. pretending like no time has passed.
0: Oh, I don't know. Like I said, how old is uh, Samuel, Samuel Jackson? Uh, I think he's in his yeah, 70s. you getting up there, yeah. And how old was his character in Captain Marvel?
1: Uh, he was a younger version,
0: right? But I'm just saying, like they used computers to to show him looking young. I don't think anyone was tripping off of that. I mean, they they had presidents of doing this stuff out. Uh, they they did a great job with what's uh was Michael Douglas. Yep. I mean, nobody was nobody tripping on. He got
2: to be hella old. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all they, bought that? They thought of putting them in the soup too for a minute. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I mean, anything. Well, Marvel again. They even they haven't really had anything that they couldn't do that didn't people didn't, didn't lap it up. So I don't really see where it's changing. Uh, but we'll see. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying they're getting to the point where they have to. They're changing the story. They made a choice to change the story up in some characters, but I think they left the door open. As any, if you want to go back to the comics, of course comics they leave the door open all the time they're, they're doing it on the movies
1: I'd be willing to bet that they're not going to touch the alternate timeline stuff I, I, would, I would almost bet everything I have on that it would just make it too complicated
0: I don't know they just touched it though
1: oh for that story yeah <laughs> but now that story's done that's all I'm saying Okay. And and plus we didn't really see the we didn't see anything that spoke to Alternate timelines being a part of the story of Endgame. We just know that they exist,
0: but we, we didn't saw see saw the whole middle section of, was dealing with that. They took you to the multiple. No, we timelines. Didn't, No, we didn't. They didn't.
1: They, didn't, they just went to the past. They didn't create an alternate timeline.
0: Okay. No, we'll see. Right, we'll, we'll see Phase Four. We'll see if if that's true or not. We'll, we'll see what happens. They definitely show you Captain America's.
1: My uh, issue is none of the characters that exist now I think are as compelling or charismatic as Iron Man or Captain America.
0: Mm, I, 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 I wouldn't necessarily say that.
1: What characters... I mean, I like Ant-Man, but he's not going to replace Tony Stark or Steve Rogers.
0: Uh. Well, I think that when, when, when done right, the Guardians characters are good. Uh... I think that, well, again, when done right, uh, when a soldier could be very good. Uh, just depends he's got on an arm and a shotgun. I just, it's it's, just it's, not to me, thing. it's, well, I mean, Captain America, he just has a shield. He's strong. It, again, he, he, but Captain America was always the focus. So a lot of these characters have not been the focus. Uh, but again, I, you could have said the same thing with Iron Man at the beginning. Why would you start with that? But obviously when he's the focus and you get the right person, it can work. Uh, you know marvel is good at showing us actually
1: i take that back black panther well, he should lead the
0: oh, yeah. he's got black panther i think dr strange done well that could be a dope ass movie now i really like that character after seeing him in infinity game i mean it's infinity game here i go <laughs> <laughs> infinity Not, my man yeah <laughs> infinity war i really like dr strange now i'm curious to see what they do with the next movie like again i would say the same thing if you would ask me this question when uh Captain America first Avenger came out I'd be like it's trash I don't want to see that <laughs> but then when they put him in the Avengers I was like yo Cap is on this from shit and then when, and then Civil War and not Civil War uh, for, uh, what's that movie Winter Soldier came out I'll team Cap for the whole the rest of the way like yo he's the dopest one in there so a lot of times they start out and some of them don't really click with me but when they get a couple movies in then they be like oh that dude is tight so I don't see to me, any of these characters, if done right, can have that same effect. And majority of them, I guess from their standpoint is whatever we say is one thing, but if they can put out Captain Marvel and that movie, which I don't think was no good, but people yeah, exactly. seem to identify with it and it's it's blowing up, then they'd be like, man, the hell with what they're talking about. The the, the box office they states otherwise, so we'll be good. And, and And people keep giving them passes. I guess they will be. I don't really see the problem.
1: Uh, I I, would, I wouldn't I would be mad at... I would not be mad at them if they recast Captain Marvel.
0: I wouldn't I either, know, but they, you know they ain't. I don't They're know what happening.
1: they... What did they see in that <clears throat> audition that said, she's the one. I don't get it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. But the, the box office has spoken, so they ain't gonna do... They ain't changing a damn thing.
1: And what happened to her character at the end of Endgame? She got... She got uh, thrown off by Thanos. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> oh well, we saw we saw her in the funeral. Right.
0: Hey. Um, you know. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I think Marvel
2: <clears throat> missed the boat on casting Captain Marvel. They should have got what's her face from Battlestar. Katie
1: Sagal.
2: Yep. Hmm. She'd been perfect because she's got the attitude to be Captain Marvel.
1: You know who I would have liked to have seen, but that she she's just she's toxic when it comes to filmmaking or TV making is um, wow. is uh, Kathleen Catherine Heigel.
2: Oh no no no. Who is no, what is are, she? You're in? right there. You're absolutely right there, Q. No, but she
0: looks the part. Well, tell me what she's in, so I kind of I don't know who that is. <laughs>
2: uh, she was in Grey's Anatomy. She made Locked uh, mm-hmm. Up, which was terrible with Seth Rogen. Um, hmm.
1: She was very she was very popular about five years ago. Oh yeah, oh yes. But she has a she has a reputation for being difficult to work. But she's like the female uh, Ed Norton. She's uh-huh. on
2: a show now on uh, USA Network called Suits. Right, playing a play lawyer.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, well, say far from home. We'll, we'll see. Here's Just, a question. Go ahead.
1: So Captain America went back and went back to replace the stones, right? Mm-hmm. The question is, how did he replace the Soul Stone? But even more so, how did he get the the ether back into Jane Foster?
0: That's a good question.
1: <laughs> was, like, was he macking on it? Come on, baby. Let me inject you with this ether. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, for that matter, how did Racket get it? Racket. 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 Now
0: you're Ratchet. trying to be me, huh?
1: <laughs> how did Rocket I, I combine Ratchet and Rocket? How did Rocket Get the ether out of her with that little dagger
0: thing. Yeah, and that was a yeah. That's good questions, and I'm and then I'm kind of like when they're doing the time travel thing. How do they? I would think like if okay, if you travel back, you're in that particular place. You can travel to, but how do you travel to another planet in time? What you mean? Well, if they were on, they were at that Avengers HQ, right? They're like, okay, we're going to go back in time. I was just curious, like, how could you? I could see you jumping back through time or whatever, but how would you jump back in time onto another planet? I get, well instead I, of being on Earth or at that specific you,
1: spot, right? You program it. You program it that way, don't you?
0: Well, I'm assuming that's how you would have to do it. it just I've, you know, I've never seen that in time travel where it's like you can time travel and also travel to other places. Like you, remember, you know what I mean? Like you would think you would have to be at that spot where you're standing or something.
1: Well, remember the quantum realm? The it, it wasn't. The time travel, how do I put this? The time travel, as uh, Scott Lane kind of pointed out, that was the bonus that made the quantum realm, using the quantum realm possible to go back in time. But the main advantage of the quantum realm was that you could enter it and exit anywhere in the universe.
0: Okay. I mean, it ain't no real real science, but I hear what you're saying. You're right. Of course, it's not. They do do say that. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, again. There's a lot of things in the, that, that movie would be like, huh? But I accept it all because it was action packed.
1: Now, the thing I thought was going to I predicted, I knew it was, wasn't going to happen. I guess I thought that what they call the quantum realm in the films and maybe Big Sexy knows better is the same thing as the microverse in the FF universe. And I was thinking, oh, well, they can introduce Psycho Man and that's how you get the FF into the MCU. But apparently not.
2: That'd be interesting. But again, this whole quantum thing, it's just like it's like a it's very malleable for storytelling purposes. Right. You you can do anything you pretty much want with it.
1: It's a plot device.
2: It is a huge plot device. And again, I don't like the fact that Scott Lang is the one dropping knowledge on quantum anything. Scott Lang is an idiot. Henry Pym should be telling people this. Not Scott
1: Lang. Well, I think they played that well because he said, I mean, he'd he he he'd been in the quantum universe, quantum realm, for some time. So he went back and said, hey, I, just, I know about this. I don't know how the shit works. That's why I'm coming to you guys. I think he played that perfectly. <laughs> and they, they even clowned him. You think Back to the Future is the solution? Really? Really? Because <laughs> I'm about to step, I'm about to get up and walk out on your ass right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, how many times has everybody seen the movie? I've seen it twice.
1: i only seen it the one time. Okay. I've seen it twice, and I plan to see it again in IMAX. Okay. Alone.
0: Paying uh-huh. for one ticket. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. She passed the know <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. All right, well, uh, I, you know, I'm, just, I'm excited to see what they this Spider-Man trailer is. Get a little more hints of the world uh, after the events of Endgame. Um yeah, and they have not released any other movie information yet, so I guess that'll be coming soon. Um, let's uh, move. Let's move away from.
1: Can I just say one thing real quick? Go ahead. Uh, we got Far From Home coming up, and we have no reason to believe that there's not going to be a Black Widow film coming up. I can honestly say I am not excited about any of the the stuff that they have on their slate thus far. All right. I um, mean, so far, far From Home does not. Other than Tom Holland's Spider-Man, I, that doesn't—I I don't like the rest of that cast.
2: Until I see an official slate, I'm going to withhold
0: comment. Yeah, I mean they've got many movies in development, but they haven't released any any uh, information yet, so we'll we'll hold off on that. All right, moving on. Oh, hold on, hold on. Uh, the ahead.
2: only thing out—the only thing that kind of throws me about uh, Spider-Man is his buddy Ned Leeds. Yes. Visually, is this boy is the guy from uh, Miles Ultra Morales Spider-Man? Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, visually, that's that's ganky. I'm like, well, and that's so
1: that's corny to me. That's that's pretty foul. I have to that's, agree with corny. That. that's pretty foul. Let's let's just let's pick from Miles Morales so we look progressive and diverse. We'll have MJ, but she's not Mary Jane. I mean, she's a black chick that has that. We're going to call her MJ, but not Mary Jane.
0: That's that's stupid. That's Marvel, doesn't it?
1: Flash Thompson. He's supposed to be, if you want to blackwash him, whatever, I don't care. Or uh, make him look like he is Pakistani, fine, whatever. But he's supposed to be a big football player. That's what makes the dynamic work.
0: The agenda is real with Marvel. That's all I was saying. (laughs) The agenda is is real. I know for all of (laughs) you. Even look at Endgame. The agenda is real. That's what they do. They, they tell you what Brie Larson said. They, they're not going fast enough with the diversity. And I'm sure they're going to they gonna be pushing a lot of stuff. But we're going to get off of that.
2: Yeah, Brie needs to keep her mouth shut. <laughs> She's new.
0: <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, she you
2: catch a snap, too.
0: <laughs> let's see. Uh, what was I? God, you, you throw off what I was going to bring up. Um Shit. Oh, I wanted to, real quick the uh, Ti video. There's a video. I remember a few months ago, maybe it was last year when Ti got arrested. Was it a, was last year? Last year it was a confrontation at uh, the entrance to his gated community, and they were saying like he may have assaulted or something. Got into it with the security guard at the at the uh, guard shack there. Well, that video has now been released of that confrontation, <laughs> and boy, that is quite the video. Uh, I don't know if Q has saw it, but I know Big Sexy's seen the video. And in the video, you essentially see uh, T.I. pull up to the guard shack, you know, the gate to get into the guarded community where he lives. And, God, what kind of car was that? It was like a. I
2: I think it was a Bentley, but I'd have to double check.
0: Yeah, I forgot. It was, I looked it up. It was like a $300,000 car. I mean,
2: oh, yeah. The suicide door is a dead giveaway. Yeah,
0: he was, you know, doing <laughs> big, a big door. thing. Yeah, suicide, yeah, suicide doors. Door. Mm-hmm the hell is a suicide door?
1: Coming from a Prius. But, home, I'm not surprised you a don't know.
0: <laughs> Just say it, it's a door that the door is open in a very unique way.
1: They open for the other end.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. You
1: know, oh, they open, they're open from the left side okay. as opposed to the right side.
0: No. no we're not going to go into all of that right now. You can look it up. But uh, suffice to say, okay. he pulls up to this place and there's a black guy that's a security guard. And apparently he was asleep.
2: An African guy was snoring.
0: So, you know, Tia's hey, man. Wake up. Can I get in? And and it gets into this whole thing of, essentially, it plays out of you better respect. You know, it's that respect power play thing the security guard guy is doing. That's the way I take it. And so he wants to, what's your name? Okay, my name is Harris. Okay, go ahead and let me in. And then it just, he's like, you know, trying to be that. Oh, your tone is off and don't yell at me, type of thing. And TI is getting more and more agitated. And like, hey, doll, you know, hit the motherfucking button. Dude. And he starts getting, nigga, let me in, you know. And, I, and it sounds like the guy calls Tiny, TI's wife. It sounds like he's talking to a woman. You can hear her on the phone. And she's like, Yeah, let him in. He's, he, this is his house. He lives here. He's a part of this thing. And dude doesn't want to do it. And TI is just getting more irritated, like, Dude fucking open the door man and nigga you know he gets out the car and then you can hear the guards start to call 911 and T.I. is like what's your name you know what's your name sir I need to know your name you work here I live here but it just goes into this whole thing uh, and eventually T.I. ended up getting arrested now I think that was bullshit. I don't know the total outcome of the deal but I think the charges were ended up being dropped I would imagine he never touches the guy. The guy stays in the booth the whole time. As far as I remember from what I saw, uh, T I he actually lets TI in, eventually lets him in. And I think TI came back to the guard shack with somebody else. And is trying to get this guy to tell them, you know, get his name and information from him, but he doesn't want to do it. Uh, my takeaway from this thing was, uh, if you have a job like that, you're a security guard and you obviously get caught in the wrong, you sleep and the resident catches you doing that and then you kind of cop an attitude when they sort of basically, you know, like, yo, what are you doing? Uh, can you let me in? And then you get mad because they have a tone to their voice. That's a fail right there. And I actually kind of feel like the guy would have a little self-hate because here's this other black and I, I don't know if he's trying to act like he don't know who ti is i think he's a lion because if you live out there and come on you don't know who's a very popular rapper he's a very popular uh movie he's in a lot of movies he's in marvel movies he got his own movies he's a very popular tv series uh that's been going on for many years T.I.
1: was in a marvel movie
0: he's in both ant-man movies
1: oh that's Uh, right what TV series oh he
2: has
0: he's got his own reality show it's been going on for many years very successful Uh, he's had his own movies that he starred in Uh, and you live in Atlanta and you you know he's obviously a big deal there
2: that's the key right there you're in Atlanta
0: yeah that's what I'm saying like you can't act like you don't know who that is even if and then if I give you the argument you see this this there's a black man there's a car that even if you don't know the value of that car you're gonna look this motherfucking car is out of control it's obviously expensive this guarded community, I would imagine, is very expensive. They got a person physically on guard to let people in. Stop acting like you don't know. And he'd tell you his name, and you'd call the house, and the house is telling you anything besides, then you're just you're playing that same thing some of the cops would do. Like they know you got him. Like he damn, he got one up on me, but I ain't gonna let him. I'm gonna exert my how dare you, you're gonna fall in line, boy. It kind of felt a little bit like that. But I'm like, dude, you're a security guard. If it was a police officer, I could understand the mentality of like, oh, I'm going to show you who's boss type of thing. You can't show nobody who's boss. If you're just a security guard at the guard shack, just take it. I don't see how you can have all this uh, fake pride or something like how dare you scream at me. Dude, you work for him. (laughs) If he wants to talk to you crazy, Oh, well, your job is to secure him. <laughs> That's what your job is. So if he don't have to like you, uh, just oh, push the button. You let him in and you take take it just like you would take any other job. If the if the boss came and you was like and gave you attitude, you don't get to tell the boss why well, I ain't going to let you into your house. Huh? This is your job. Then you that means you don't want to do your job. So you just you should just quit so i didn't really understand that that whole to me just like you know a bad case of just self-hate some that some people have uh and it just escalated and i'm sure it wasn't worth it to him because there's no way in hell that community that he's a resident has a house that is gonna side with you over him you know unless you could have played the race card, but you black so you really don't think and you in atlanta (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> where they're the majority, blacks the majority anyway. They're not gonna. Run. You're just no way you could. And you had to know it's on video, so the video exonerates them anyway. It just didn't make any sense to me. It was a. This is somebody that was stupid. Um, but I'm curious, big sexy. What did you think of the whole thing?
2: You know, I'm pretty much in agreement with you. I I don't know. You know, I'm not a person who is well versed in psychology. So I'm not going to get into self-hate because I'm not qualified to make that call. But I'll say this, dude, you got caught sleeping on the job. Right there, you're gone. Second of all, a resident who you better know who he is rolls up at four o'clock in the morning. You let him in. You're supposed to know who it was it was a situation like that. You know, you're on guard at a gated area. You know who everybody is. Period. Then you call his wife, yeah, let him in. And then you want to play the, you know, I've got authority over you. You see what I'm driving. This car costs 300 large, money you will never see in your lifetime, and yet you want to do this. So not only are you fired, your company's fired. He's wrong, man. He's wrong all the way around. And, you know, I'm okay with T.I. yelling at the guy, and I'm glad he didn't put hands on him. Because he didn't need to do all that, but No, man, and he damn sure need to get arrested. This guy needs to be fired, and if he's not a citizen, deported the fuck back to wherever he comes from. Fuck that guy.
0: (laughs) He went into the... the Okay.
2: Let me me steal from uh, uh, my breakfast club brother. That's a donkey of the day right there, man.
0: Yeah, it was a donkey donkey of the night. I I love how Big
1: says, (laughs) because you're not going to see as much money as, as his car... That's the reason why you need to step down. Okay. I, I didn't say that.
0: He said that was one that. of the reasons.
1: Oh, oh okay. No you're,
0: no, you're supposed to know who the fuck that guy is. But he is supposed to know who the people are. That, that's his job. Even, and then the guy identifies himself to you, and you still Multiple don't do times. it. Yeah. It's just kind of its crazy. Now, if that had been, see, the thing is, if that had been, I will say this, if that had been a white person and not TI, and this happened, that white person would not have got arrested. At all, they disagree. I just I, disagree. I don't. If the African guard dude didn't let some rich white dude in his own house, if
2: he didn't never touched like him, Eminem in the house like that, or somebody young like that, no, nah. nah, it would have been the same thing.
0: I don't. I disagree. They would have been like. Let's. Uh, what's going on? Uh, and they would have probably arrested the security guard. <laughs> it's just like, what are you? You touch him? Did he touch you? Yeah, he's. He. I, they would see the see the the, the 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 white person would have been the one called the cops first of all. And they would have been just like all the other. Are you selling candy? They would have been the same thing. He is detaining. So <laughs> he's detaining me from coming into my. Thing. They <laughs> trust me. They get us arrested. They call us on the, the, the stupid stuff. So you can imagine if somebody who obviously have to have a pool to live in that place and is rich in that area and they was white, I guarantee you they would have probably, they would have arrested that security guard. Off the rip. They would have probably dropped all charges, but they would have just as they off the rip arrested T.I. who was a homeowner there and did nothing wrong. It's the same way they would have been like, no, you're arrested. We'll figure it out once you get to the station, but you don't get no say, boy
2: that's how they do at the car it looks like it's i believe it's a bentley
0: yeah i, mean, I believe and, and again that's a gated obviously a very exclusive place they he lives in you have to have a as a physical person standing there at the door please they would have been like man if you don't let if you don't open that goddamn door <laughs> are you sure you're they would have you know what he would have got arrested and they would have been on what you just said big sexy are you a citizen <laughs> we'll straighten it out at the station Time to go Yep He would have got arrested Oh you don't have the paper Where's your proper paperwork Where's your green card You're done But I but I worked from the- You're done
1: Yeah not anymore Let's go I, I, I want to hear some of that <laughs>
0: <though>. <laughs> Hey, You're done I'm so, I'm so sorry Mr. Johnson That this that you had to deal with this uh, We'll get onto the bottom of this right away Here we can escort you to your home Are you going to be okay I'm oh, So distraught I don't understand these people they they don't even understand that we Stop live it. in these our houses and they just want to keep us from everything
2: it reminds me of the opening of uh crazy rich asians you know mom gets to the hotel they give her status, She's like oh is that right let me make a phone call yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden these are the new owners get the fuck out of here <laughs> yeah. yeah this guy is fired six ways from sunday
0: um real quick i know q has limited time we get out here i I gotta ask you about this q and uh you posted up a link in our discord chat and then again let me invite all all, Uh (laughs) let me invite all of our listeners to come to our discord chat i'll put the link will be in the show notes it is forever and we had quite a few people who have been joining us on there and it's a lot of good conversation but this was a article uh huffington post it was about alabama democrat uh, says Donald Trump's mother should have aborted him. And this was state representative Dude, John Rogers. Not cool. Um, now off the surface, I saw the uh, headline. I figure, oh, okay, I, I, a lot of people would be going at Ro- uh, Don- Donald Trump Jr. And I was like, man, home, homeboy roasted him, you know, but I didn't know the context of what was going on. And apparently this has something to do with abortion. Sort of sparked a conversation. Oh, yes. So when I no. went to the article, they had a clip of uh, Mr. John Rogers. And I guess he was making a point about, maybe there's some sort of, and you can tell me wherever I'm wrong, Q. There was a legislation about abortion or something. And my man was talking about, he uh, says that some kids are unwanted. So you kill them now or you kill them later. You bring them in the <laughs> world unwanted, unloved. You send them to the electric chair. So you kill them now, or you kill them later. Now, I'm assuming he's saying this in support of having this legislation, and that you should be able to have abortions or whatnot. But I've never heard anybody use such language and such a, I would say almost, uh, dare say a heartless sort of uh, you know, mentality about it. I was actually, I was like, huh? And and I'm gonna say he's obviously an older gentleman. And first I was listening to him. So I was like, dang, he got a deep kind of accent. But I was like, this is what they're saying in open, and it looked like it was in some, some sort of Senate hearing or something. I was like, this he sounds crazy, but I was like, no, I don't support Donald Trump, and I don't know what Donald Trump Jr. is saying, but you can't be arguing it using that type of like. Like is that where we've come to? Was like, well, damn, you're gonna kill these kids. You? you might as well kill them now. Like, huh? What? Who's standing behind this? So I was trying to ask you, Q. I was one. I didn't know if you were aware that he was saying that, but I was just curious. Like, is and I don't know if he's a Democrat or not. But is this the? Is this where the the line of reasoning has gotten to on this issue?
1: He's just. First of all, he's the one guy who made the statement. So it's, it's not a line of anything. It's just, it's just this guy saying that. Okay. So it hasn't risen to the point of, is this where we're at? No. to where he was at. And uh, so, no, that's not where we are. No, not at all. Although.
0: Would you argue the same point if Donald Trump or one of his or, or Donald Trump Jr. said, well, that's not the line of the Republican. That'd just be that guy saying it. Say what now? The same reasoning you gave about Rogers saying that's not the line of whoever. That's just him. I'm saying would you you would say the same thing, I guess, about Donald Trump Jr. or one of those guys. They don't speak for everybody either, right?
1: Donald Trump Jr., if he said this, would I say he speaks for everybody?
0: Right. I'm just I'm just saying you have the same thought of no matter who said anything. I'm sorry, Mike, you lost. Then that's okay. Just go ahead and finish your point then.
1: <laughs> okay. I think I'm trying to understand what you're saying. I, I think with Donald if Donald Trump Jr. had said Well, first of all, he's a Republican. And so while he claims to be a Republican, so they would be uh, they would not be arguing for a pro pro choice bill. So he would not be making these statements at all. You know what I'm saying?
0: No, but go ahead. I'm listening. What's your thoughts on this? I would ask you. I want to go back to what you
1: think. I, I, I think that is something i think that's crazy to say that even if it's donald trump jr you don't really you don't say that his mother should have aborted him (laughs) you don't you might think it and you might think it tongue-in-cheek but you don't say that and maintain that as an actual position that's insane that wins you no political points and it makes you look crazy
0: what what did you think about his whole thing you kill him now or kill him later
1: I think I know what he was trying to say. He just used the worst words to say what he was trying to say. I believe is that Republicans are always pro-life, but then when the child gets here, they don't want to, they don't because typically a lot of mothers who are, I'm saying typically not all, some of the time, not all of the time It's you're dealing with a, a mom who prob who doesn't have the resources to take care of the child. They probably got pregnant accidentally. Uh, and they decide that they want to have an abortion. A Republican will tell you, not all, but most Republicans will tell you that you should not be allowed to have an abortion. And that's what this guy was uh, speaking out against because Alabama now has, if I'm not mistaken, the most draconian pro-life...
2: Proposed.
1: Oh, it passed.
2: It will never see the light of day.
1: I thought it passed and I, Well, maybe it didn't. Maybe it didn't go to the Senate, uh, but it passed one chamber, and so maybe it has to go to the other chamber now. So I forget. Oh, maybe you're right, but that's what he was responding to. I thought when, when it, I'm just saying when it, when I read it passed, but he may be right. He may have passed one chamber of Congress, of Alabama. All right, but he was trying to say the Republicans are so concerned about pro-life, about uh, babies being born. But then they they nix all of the uh, programs that help mothers who may be single moms and may have gotten pregnant accidentally and can't afford to take care of a child. They axe all of those programs that would assist that mother. So it's like, and they're, and they're pro-death penalty. So it's a little bit of hypocrisy. That's what he's saying. You kill them now or you kill him later. He could have said it much better, but... It was unfortunate the type of the, the the word choices he used there. That does not play at all. Now I will say I was watching my man Bill Maher last night on Friday. I don't know if you if you guys remember an artist named Moby. He was like an electronic yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He was this dude. I mean I like him, but he was on some other shit. I, and I don't know if he was joking because they were talking about this this story, and he said, well you know. Maybe we should just maybe we should be allowed to kill babies after they're born, and Bill Maher was like, "Huh?" <laughs> the whole panel: Bakari Sellers was on the panel, uh, Kara Swisher from uh, ENCO was on the panel, and I forget the other guy's name. He's a New York Times. No they're idea all, who those people are. They were like, "Yeah, what? Nah, we, no, we let's shut that down, please." And Bill was like, oh, "Dude, what?" <laughs> he shut that down quick. Moby is on some other shit, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't name with
0: a minute. Yeah, I'm curious when cat I mean, listen, you know, the abortion thing is is a heavy thing, you know. Um I just uh I don't know. I don't I don't look at it as a Republican or Democratic either way. I again I don't know enough about it. I just look at it as you're talking about human beings. But I don't know, to me it's a it's a it's a touchy thing, man. I always wonder I always feel like i I want to hear what parents think about it because sometimes I feel it's easy if you're if, if it's something you don't have to deal with but you can make a decision about it one way or the other it's not' it doesn't, you' never had to deal with that or under- you know have a child or something, so I always be curious like what real people think about it as opposed to these people just be arguing about it you know I don't know what their backgrounds are do they have kids or grandkids or do they take care of kids or whatever uh, but it's just interesting to me. I don't know anything about mr john rogers i i I, my expectation is he's an older black man who's obviously has some experience in his life he is uh he's in he's a representative so i would assume he has knowledge and some wisdom so it shocks me again i may be hearing this out of context but just the wording I would think a person of his age and stature would have a little more game or finesse about his words. (laughs) Why do you think that? Well, again, because I sometimes think when people have wisdom, that they understand how important what they say is.
1: Who says he has wisdom?
0: Again, I said my expectation of when you, I didn't say what he personally does. I'm saying my expectations of an older person in that type of field, I would think they had to have some type of smarts to get there. So it always shocks me when I hear somebody like that Say something that I find is very troubling. I'm like, huh? How did you get this? How did you get to this point? You talk reckless. It's the same with, with Trump. Now, I understand how Trump gets there. He's coming from entertainment world and he's acting the fool. You expect that. I don't expect that from, again, I don't expect that from our people that have to rise up to be in these positions. He's not a coon or a ratchet or, you know what I mean? Like, you don't talk crazy. That's my expectations when I see that. But I'd be surprised. I guess sometimes some people, they get the, I don't know if he was in his emotions and he he got more emotional talking and his sort of third eye or his brain stopped for a second like, uh huh, what are you talking about? Slow down now. You, you're getting a little ahead of yourself. I don't know. But again, when you, when you say another man should be aborted and you say that in public and you have a stature, I don't expect more, I don't expect people to say stuff like that. I think that's what you said, right? I, don't, I wouldn't expect, say somebody would say that unless you were a comedian or you was a fool, but somebody who was in politics, I'd be the last thing. Again, that's why I'm saying, I don't know if people were like letting Trump's craziness sort of affect them and they started talking crazy too because he talked crazy, but it's just interesting to me. I, I'm like, is that where we're at now where people are just talking wild? But is that the, that the playing field now where you can say some shit like that and people still take him serious? That's what, you know what I'm saying? like, Do people take him serious after making those types of comments? Or would you just say, "Man, this guy is out of his fucking mind." Like, he just well, as crazy as the rest of them.
1: You you brought you made a statement you, early before you got into what you were at the beginning. What you just said about you know you want to you want to understand what people think about abortion. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like this, and I I lean left. Make no bones about it. Right. I just think that first of all. The left needs to rebrand abortion. They need to, they need to fire away at the pro choice aspect of it. We believe in pro choice. That doesn't mean we believe in abortion necessarily, but we believe a woman should have the right to choose if she wants an abortion or if she wants to go with adoption. So it's about the choice. And to me, it's I just don't to me it's just crazy to think that a woman has to be beholden to these mostly white Male politicians determining what she does with her body—that is insane to me.
0: Okay. All righty. Uh, any input, Big Sexy, or we?
2: You know, <clears throat> first of all, I'm considering—I'm going to go ahead and say it—where this law was written,
1: ala fucking Bama. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I said it. <laughs> You mean the I, home of Roy Moore, a child pedophile who almost got elected to, uh, wow. what was it, state governor? <laughs>
2: was he, he's, he's actually convicted of pedophilia?
1: Ew. No, he was, I, I don't know if he was convicted, but the, the, there was uh, a lot of circumstantial evidence, and there were women who came forth saying that he attacked them or molested them. Well, again,
2: that just validates what I said, doesn't it? That state has always been behind the eight ball. So the fact that they're, you know,
1: all the the people listening from Alabama, we still love you. Keep listening.
2: (laughs) Speak for yourself. Wow. Uh, All the, you know, the people in government there, (laughs) people in government there who allowed and voted for that shit, knowing that it is blatantly unconstitutional are just wasting people's times. You know, so I can't get with that. Now, as far as Moby goes, I haven't heard from Moby in 10 years. So I I don't know what kind of context he was talking about if he was trying to go for a laugh and he didn't get it. But at the end of the day, any woman, any woman who is unfortunately in that position to have to make that decision, she doesn't need anybody, especially anybody uninvolved Chiming in, shut the fuck up! This is a woman's right to choose, and it's that simple.
0: All right, all right. Um, also, just to ch- shift gears here, we we would be remiss uh, if we didn't give give it up and show some respect to John Singleton, oh, you know, recently oh. passed. Uh, this is, it came out of nowhere as it usually does. Yeah, um, and you know. John Singleton's our age, man. Uh, he's 51, yep. 51 years old. Yep. Um, of course, we know of his... I mean, he's had classic movies, but, you know, just... I want to reiterate this point because we got to watch ourselves, man. It's uh, uh, April 17th, 2019. Uh, John Singleton suffered a stroke. He's placed in intensive care. He uh, reportedly began to experience weakness in his legs after returning to the United States from a trip to Costa Rica. On the 25th, it was reported he was in a coma. Uh, On the 29th, Singleton was removed from life support and died at the age of 51 at Cedars-Sinai Hospital in uh, L.A. Uh, You know what? Yeah, go ahead.
1: I don't mean to cut you off, but that really hurts me even more because uh, I remember back in 2002, I was hired to shoot my minister at the time I was living up in New York, (laughs) To uh, we went across the holy land, and this one guy on the trip, he was like our, our advanced producer, he would set everything up before we got to the country we were going to. He had to go to the hospital, we were supposed to fly back. He had to go to the hospital because he had pain in his leg. Mm. Come to find out, he had a I want to say a embolism or blood clot or something. Yep. Yeah. That if he had traveled, gotten on the plane in the high altitude, he would have suffered a stroke and died.
0: Yeah, man. It's, 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 it's a real thing. Our mortality, our health is no joke. And, uh, of course, you know, our, our brother, Sean Hill, uh, untimely, young, uh we we gotta take it serious we gotta take ourselves serious man and i you know john singleton man he was uh the a classic man i mean listen boys in the hood 1991 coming out the gate did his thing he was in his 20s um some of the classic one you know poetic justice higher learning rosewood um baby boy shaft right four brothers a lot of these movies i've seen all, pretty much all of these movies uh he has produced a lot of movies tv stuff
1: he did a fast and the first did he
0: yeah too fast too furious um i mean he's he's one of them cats man he was like he picked up the torch after uh well even during but when spike you know he was he was the guy you know he young dude and came in and did his thing man um and yeah, way way too young, man. Uh, very he, sad. Go ahead.
2: He directed an episode of Billions.
0: Really? Oh, you know what? You know, I think I did see his name come across there. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I, I'll say, uh, you know, back in the mid '90s, and you know, this might be worthy of some clowning. I, I, I was more into the, I want to say, the hood gangster movies back then. <laughs>
0: I'm into them now, but go ahead. You know just I'm the way not, you put it out there <laughs> I'm not really
1: into him now but um, I will say to this day, Boys in the Hood remains on my top 10 all time favorite films ever Interesting. and when I saw that film, I uh, I was like okay, this is someone I can look up to just like I do Spike Lee now I will say, other than Rosewood I wasn't really big on his other films but you know, I remember I was dating this woman and she had a, um, she had a, I forget how old, he was a teenager. She had a son. He was away. So she came over and I, we watched that movie. And it left her an emotional wreck. Because, you know, what she and she started crying and saying, I'm afraid what happened to Ricky is going to happen to my son, blah, 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 blah. And my point being is that, she even got me in my feelings. My point being is that that film just resonated it it, what i loved about that movie was that it was just it just showed black life period it didn't it didn't pander it didn't it just showed what these kids go through you know when brandy was that the was that nia's character brandy whatever her name was when she's in her room just trying to study and she can't study because she's hearing the helicopters go by above and you know, it launched the careers of Cuba Gooding Jr. And it made Ice Cube a movie star. And I mean, he, he, you're right. He yeah, did Lawrence Burn,
0: uh, R- Angela Fist- Bassett, a, a lot of Neil Long. <laughs> yeah. Cuba. That's how you pronounce it.
1: <laughs> one day we're going to get to the bottom of that. <coughs> I remember the one scene. I, okay, I, I got to, Like Afroner says, I got to put on my reptilian skin just for a little bit now. That one scene where he's flashback, he's telling that story, when he's getting his hair cut by his dad, and his dad talking about condoms and stuff, and he tells that one scene about the girl that got out the car and uh, when he and he hooked up with her. I don't know where John have found that woman, but goddamn, that scene alone is worth watching that movie.
0: Wow. All right. Tox, on, on your toxic masculinity <laughs> I ain't mad at
1: you I, tried, I said it I said it
0: no it was a saying? classic movie man a lot of these movies I mean uh, so yeah to me Poetic Justice is a classic now, I'm not saying it's the best movie of all time but they're just classic movies that we all ran out I remember you know I remember when them movies came out opening day and the theater was was acting a fool up in there but it was always packed and I always respected, you know he did his thing man he Uh, Did his thing. You got to run. Q Storm got to get up out of here. We appreciate you as always, sir. But uh, yeah, all right. Uh, But yeah, John Singleton, man, he was. He did his thing, man. He left his mark for sure. You know. Uh, And we have to salute that. Uh, It's it's sad that he's not no longer with us. You know. And he had that. I think currently he had that show, Snowfall. uh, Is is the one he's been doing on? uh, I think it's the USA Network. I've seen a few episodes. It looks like it was good. I mean, it's it's set back in the 80s, I believe. Like, you know, Oh, crack FX. yeah. Oh, FX, excuse me.
2: Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's his show. Yeah, Stonewall's um, good.
0: So yeah, man, John Singleton. Uh, be remembered for sure. But yeah, man, it makes me... Uh, see when I hear stuff like that, it just makes me like, man, I gotta, gotta watch myself and, you know, stress and eating right. Different things that we could probably shrug off in, in, in our younger selves, but as we get older, these things definitely can weigh on us, on our, on our, you know, on our health. So we gotta, we gotta watch it, man. So anyway, shout out to John Singleton.
2: Well, on that uh, general topic, I do want to definitely send a shout out to Bowlegged Lou. Of uh, full force, uh, I saw on his Twitter he was recently diagnosed, and hopefully, will not butcher this, with retinitis pigmentosa. What is that? And that is a situation where you start to lose peripheral vision mm. and you almost end up with tunnel vision. Now, given that his brother, Paul Anthony, had a cancer right. situation. You know, definitely shout out to those two cats, man. Damn. Definitely.
0: Whew. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to him, man. That's that's gotta suck, yeah. I'm just looking him up. Okay, yeah. Polegaloo, uh fifty fifty eight years old. Yeah. Yep. Right. Look Good, fifty eight. All right. Well man, uh I think we're gonna Wait, 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 oh wait. ho, ho. Oh. elephant in the room time elephant in the room okay <laughs> what was that you just
2: you just got back off a of tour man
0: uh, i personally want to hear all about it yeah i would uh, well i'm not going to go all into it here because uh we just recorded a prince podcast where we talk about the the well, celebration then, so <laughs> so if you get when you get done listening to this go listen to that but i uh, suffice to say i had a great time man It was um you know uh quickly i will say the highlights for me were uh seeing the time first avenue (laughs) performance on the big screen that that was excellent watching that in paisley park didn't even know that was on video so i thought that was a great way to start the celebration seeing jesse johnson was was great uh bob caballo yes uh that was a very good panel uh actually we got to get him on the show for for real for real I'm sure he's got a lot of stories, very interesting. He talked, you know, he talked about um sort of the making of Purple Rain and you know like when Prince decided he wanted to do a movie, you know, sort of putting that down and saying, "Hey, if you want to be my manager, you got to make I got to make a movie" and then trying to convince, you know, the industry that this unknown kid should have a movie. Uh, you know, he talked about Jim Brown his dealings with Jim Brown in regards to Purple Rain um, the, you know just dealing with like trying to finance the movie and like the unions and the teamsters you know threatening to slit tires these people don't get paid it was very interesting and you know he talked about the test screenings of the movie um, and how well they were and how you know Warner Brothers thought they rigged the test screenings because they were so good <laughs> <laughs> wow. that they had to do another one in like Colorado or something like that and to the point where like the theaters, like yo we need to show this movie a couple times these kids are gonna tear this place up you know this thing is testing out of the, out of the park and uh, just you know just that whole thing of you know getting it made and getting distribution for the movie and uh, I thought it was very interesting and just like you know they believed in Prince, you know, his management team and stuff, but everybody else didn't know who Prince was really. And it was just, just the, the, to me, it's just so remarkable like he got a major motion picture, you know, made and that they actually put it out and, you know, they was, then they were kind of like, well, we'll just put it in a few theaters. Don't nobody want to see this. And they're like, no, you, this thing needs to come out nationwide. It was one thing he said I thought was interesting. He, He was trying to, Push his point. He was saying, Well, what if you were a black person and you looked in the newspaper and you saw a prince was going to have a movie coming out? And you and it wasn't opening in your city. You would be like, What the hell is going Like, you know, there's so many people that are gonna go to the theater and they're gonna want to see this movie when they hear that it's coming out. And that was kind of, and that was the way, you know, that reasoning he says what got the head of Warner Brothers' pictures to realize, like, yo we got to make this happen like this movie got to go out across the country can't just be in these few little cities so it's just very interesting and then of course you know Purple Rain the movie uh, the the album and you know the positioning of that to the movie and you know he's saying that Warner Brothers uh, the record company didn't want it to be associated with the movie because they didn't think it would work and that's why they put it out before the movie and of course little did they know it becomes this huge you know they had the number one song and they released uh, Let's Go Crazy the opening day. It was, just, it was a lot of stuff that he, he was going in. There's a lot more that he could go into, I'm sure. And he kind of was talking a little bit about Under the cherry moon and stuff. And so, anyway, good, Just it was, it was really good. And we got to see some great performances. Uh, revolution is always good. And they did a panel. One thing I, w- I remember now Wendy was saying, she made the statement that she said, you know, to her, uh, sign of the times is a revolution. Record album, in a sense, and I, and you know she kind of gave her reasons. That. yeah she gave her yeah. reasons why it's like all those songs we did those songs we you know we rehearsed all those songs and some of them were on and this and that and the other but she's like I understand why he wanted to do his own thing but you know we, we was lifeblood of that all of the, most of that stuff is from us yeah but mean it wasn't said in a negative way at all you know it's definitely
2: well, let me ask you this going back to Bob Cavallo who we need to get on the show um, I'm looking at some of the things he's done which I did not know I did not know he was the former manager of the and Spoonful back in the day but Earth Wind, and, Wind Fire. and Fire
0: yeah he mentioned Earth Wind and Fire quite a bit in, in his thing and, and he was kind of saying that's what kind of got Prince to want to come and work with him is because of Earth Wind and Fire Earth, and Associate Fire. and seeing their show and like yo i need to be with the person who's do you doing with that okay and if you do that i'm the next you know then you need to get with me because i'm gonna be way bigger than you know it's like you know the, definitely that prince type of you know confidence about it but yeah he definitely has a that's why he he's been around a lot
2: now do you yeah. think you know based on this new puzzle piece i'm going to speculate now do you think that when warner initially signed prince and said, look, we will get Maurice White to produce her album. Do you think that link came from Bob Cavallo?
0: Uh, I, I can't, I don't remember, but I would say we need to, we revisit the PJ Jones interview we had, mm. because mm. remember he was there at that early yes. point and he has dealings with Earth, Wind and & Fire. And I, I can't remember if he mentions Bob in his conversations with us or not, but there's definitely, there was already the early dealings and connections with people who were with Maurice and you know people that are working with Prince. So that was already in the mix. So I would not be surprised if Bob was right along with that as well. Um, one of the things I learned that I had never heard of before, and I mentioned this in my, I did a Facebook Live. Uh, throughout the, the four days, they would have this uh, stage in the main soundstage where they had different Prince memorabilia and items and clothing. And one day it was Batman themed, uh, but they had a little reader board or plaque thing up there and it was talking about the batman album and it said on there that the batman album initially was supposed to be uh half of it was michael jackson songs yep. and half of it would be Prince songs i had never heard that before i was blown away by that i was like really like yeah would have been crazy
2: <laughs> well i can see that conceptually yeah but i can't see warner's or sony blinking on that because one of would have to let the other one go on the other label
0: well, and I can't uh, well,
2: either see either label go off for that.
0: Uh, well, it's just, true. I mean, yeah, I, yeah it'd, be, well, it'd be. I guess it'd be a matter of who, what, I, what, who gets to put the album out. Exactly. Would it be wanna Brothers or Sony? But I mean, just the idea of it uh, would be crazy. I think they was Oof. they were saying like Michael would do the Batman songs, and Prince would do the Joker songs. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> That'd great. That'd be pretty wild. Yeah, that was pretty wild. There was just little things like that. That that were cool that you learned, but uh, overall, like I said, it was uh, it was great. Getting you know going into the studio A and studio B, and listening to some tracks uh, is as a treat. Um, we listened to Rock and Roll Love Affair, and you know he broke it down like he played us the original drums. That, that like the first thing Prince did was play it on drums. So you got to hear just the drums. Prince on the drums playing the song, then they would add another little piece to it another little piece and you almost like you heard a demo version of it and then you got to hear like here was their release version when they kind of put everything on it. Uh, that was really cool. Um, the song, The Breakdown, they played us like a live version a concert and then it segued into the studio version and then they segued into taking all the other tracks out and just playing Prince's vocals and like the harmonies and stuff and you were in the control booth listening to it, like the way Prince would have been listening to it, that was really cool. Um, so that kind of stuff, I, I dig out on that. I geek out on that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, it was just, uh, you know, so it definitely was great. If you've never been to that before, it, to me, it's, just, uh, it's amazing to see all that, you know. Um, we got to walk through the tour thing again. I've done that before, but they kind of just let us do our own little walk around and stuff and it's just always cool to just be in the presence of it and and look at stuff um it's just like i said man it was a good time always a good time and just met a lot of listeners so that was great you know meet all the listeners you see people walking around with the uh podcast on prince t-shirts and hoodies and stuff so that was really cool and just like i said man a lot of good people man that's that's the main thing and a lot of people was asking where it's big sexy or you know oh I started listening to the Michael Dean show you know I wasn't really into that kind of stuff but now you got me into it and I can talk to my kids now because I know all about the movies and stuff so it it, it was just cool man really good time um,
2: we we gotta get him on the show man
0: we do yes 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 um, alright man we're gonna wrap it up and wait wait, wait uh oh we got one wait, more thing wait. what's this One more
2: final, final thing. All right. As a lot of the listeners know, we do comic book talk here occasionally. This week, Walking Dead 191 came out. Okay. Mike, did you read this?
0: Uh, Nope, because I don't read that book anymore. But what should I be reading?
2: (laughs) There was a major change this week. And I'm going to go ahead and warn you now. I'm about to spoil it. So you got five seconds. All right, I'm done. What happened was there had been this conflict with another group of people and I want to call it the Commonwealth, and their leader was a woman, not a governor type, but she was definitely running things. Her people said, you know what, we don't want you anymore, we want Rick. So they locked her up. Her idiot son, you know, who had been accustomed to the privilege and expectations of that station ran up on Rick in the middle of the night and said, man, you can't do this because this is the natural order of things. Rick is like, man, get out of my house. <laughs> the guy shot Rick right in the chest.
0: I thought Rick was dead in the books. I guess. Rick is
2: not. Well, he yeah, might, he be, might now. be now.
0: Right? <laughs> okay.
2: So I don't know where this is going to go, but I will definitely be checking off for 192 in a couple of weeks.
0: All right. All right. Yeah, I, I kind of gave up on that book a while ago, but that's very interesting uh, events that just happened right there.
2: Oh, I'm still going to bail at 200.
0: Wow, 200. Man, they've been going for it. Years. Yeah, it's, t- it's time
2: for them to, I've said this before, it's time for them to give us a hint of how it started or give me something else. It can't be the same shit over and over in the same area. Come on, man. There's more to it.
0: Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, and then you reminded me. I did read uh, DC's Deceased. Yes. Book tell me
2: about that. I did not read that.
0: Yeah. So it's basically, you know, a DC zombie, you know, story. Kind of like, what was the one that Marvel had years ago? Uh, the curtain. Marvel Zombies? Marvel Zombies. Oh, was but, so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun. This one is, uh, you know, first issue. It's actually pretty good. I, I, I'll tell you a little bit. So it starts out with... Um, the Justice League taking down Darkseid. And it does, this is not, and I, I assuming this is not like the current, you know, timeline of the Justice League. It might be an alternate version of, of them or something. But they've taken down uh, Darkseid and there's a part where uh, Wonder Woman puts the lasso around them It's like, you, tell us you're not going to come, you're not coming back to Earth anymore, blah, blah, blah. And Side is like, you're right, I'm not coming back to Earth because I already got what I wanted. And then he kind of jumps through a boom tube thing. And while that happens, they're, they're realizing that they don't know where Cyborg is at. Like, where's Cyborg? Well, Darkseid, he was coming to get Cyborg, so he took Cyborg back to Apocalypse, and they're like doing these, they're torturing him, and they're talking about these, the anti-life equation. And so they're trying to get this piece of the anti, anti-life equation is in Cyborg, and they're gonna mix that with this other piece that they have. And I'll just say that it ends up going wrong to the point where it gets uh, mutated and it becomes like this virus type of thing, but it infects Darkseid. And um, to the point where Darkseid starts going crazy and he ends up blowing up Apocalypse. But But right when that happens, they send Cyborg back through the boom tube back to Earth. And so he hits the streets and he has got this mutated anti-life equation sort of virus on him and because it is like uh i guess it's a mathematical type of thing and that cyborg is you know lot plugged into the internet and you know he's all that so the virus jumps from him and jumps to the internet and immediately anybody that's on their phone or on social media or just online they get infected with this and it basically turns them into like these crazy zombies. So the whole, you know, anybody online is immediately sort of infected. And so there's a, uh, people just start going crazy, tearing, tearing stuff up. And it goes to uh, Batman. He's at the Batcave. And of course, he's already like, you know, ahead of the game <laughs> on what's going on. And, and he has uh, these quarantines put down on all of his computers and stuff uh, to lock him off of it. And then he's getting these reports though and he's like man already just within half a day 600 million people are infected and it's like man this thing is going around the world so he does like an emp blast on the on his wayne manor and he's basically okay i gotta figure this out at the same time superman um superman ends up uh he was talking to somebody i can't remember he he was talking to but he ends up going back to his house or wherever he lives in Lois Lane his son and it's uh, Superboy's son and Bruce Wayne's son were in there playing video games and Superman comes blasting through the window you know and destroys their phones and the TV and stuff with his heat visions like stay off of the computers this thing is going on and you go back to see Batman and Batman uh, is going through his house and he sees Alfred and Alfred is not uh, turned but Nightwing and uh, Tim Drake are. Mm-mm. And so Batman's fighting them off, you know, trying to fight them. And, of course, uh, the the last shot in the book is Nightcrawler just tearing a Batman's neck, you know, biting the shit out of him. His blood and stuff. And so I'm assuming he must get turned, but that's the end of the book, you know. So uh, it, it, was, it, it was good. I mean, if you like Tom Taylor, the guy who wrote this, he did the Injustice stuff, which I like the Injustice stuff. This is definitely, I think, his kind of wheelbarrow, sort of this team, you know, Armageddon type, you know, shit hits the fan type stories. You know, it's just kind of more fun type of a book. So, I, I you know, I thought it was cool for a first issue. I'm definitely going to, I want to read the next one and see where this goes because the whole world is pretty much is going to go, it's going to go down quick. You know, they already got Batman already. Like, is he going to have his wits about him, Batman? Or is he going to turn and just this bloodthirsty, Crazy Savage, and it, will it all just come down to Superman and be the last one left? Because I don't think anyone would be able to bite him.
2: But, well, um, it sounds like, <clears throat> from a pacing standpoint, it's much better than the other DC event book that's been going on, uh, Heroes in Crisis. Okay. That book is just dragging like it's in molasses, man. I'm just tired of it.
0: Yeah, I read the first two issues of that and and like doomsday book is dragging doomsday book is good so i i'll give it a pass because dragging a lot but i do believe yeah i mean they're both sort of taking a long time to come out which i don't know why they're doing that like
2: you know, i just i'm just they got one more issue and then they better wrap this thing up strong because it has just been crap the whole time
0: hmm. Hmm. okay well yeah definitely man um was something? Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm reading, which you know, I just got uh, my own little favorite is uh, the Robotech <laughs> comics. Uh, they released them a couple years ago. They started; they came started coming back out, and it started from one. And I think Brian Wood was actually the author originally, but it has, and, and I didn't like them. I, it was; they were very far removed from the actual TV show, but it was sort of like reimagined version of robotech but i will say i ended up buying like 15 16 17 just in a lot one day i was at the comic book store so let me check this out and actually they're really good there's different writers and i think different artists and 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 i can accept that they're not the duplicates of the actual cartoon like they take the premise of it but they kind of go a different way and it's actually kind of good like it's actually really good so i've been buying the last few issues as they come out and i'm actually really enjoying it because it's like it's a different take on it the story but i like it what they're doing and it's actually kind of kind of a cool book so i I would if if you're a fan of robotech it's definitely worth checking out and actually i just dawned on me today is comic book day a free comic book day (laughs) since recording yes it is but it's dawned on me that they're going to do a robotech event that actually starts today they're doing issue zero comes out today and i think next month is the first issue of the actual robotech event series, which i really yeah which is i'm like oh, that's kind of cool so, you pick that up? yeah it's interesting so so yeah that's 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 stuff i've been reading i actually back i, I went back to reading some older bendis avengers stuff um because i'm on uh comiXology unlimited so you get to read all that stuff for free so i'm just like man all the trades and they've and then marvel and dc are now part of the the program now so You can read all the classic trades or newer trades and issues. It's like it's Netflix or something. So this is a great time to me. If you like digital comics, you don't got to buy them now. You can just read them. It's official. You you can read all the classic stuff, all the stuff from maybe a couple years ago or a year ago. It's all there.
2: Well, let me get my old man sexy on right quick, man. I just don't like this. You've got books that are essentially more or less streaming now, films, music. There's no, there's going to be no need for physical media. And that's just going to devalue a lot of this stuff down the line. And that's not cool. Uh,
0: I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, I hear what you're saying, but to me, it's just like, I, it's harder for me to get to the comic, comic book store because there's not as many of them as it used to be. And they're already divided. I I would agree with that. I mean, again, if I'm only paying, I don't know what I'm. I don't even know what I'm paying on these anymore. I think it's like nine, ten dollars a month. Then I can read all these books. Uh, it is what it is. I guess. I don't know if if there was probably less people buying them at the bookstores than there than there were, and they figured, hey, this is the only way we can make money on this is. You got to put them on the platforms where the people are, but. I personally dig it because uh, it makes me. Here is the thing that I find myself doing: I'll go like I went and watched Endgame, and I was like, "Man, I want to read some Avengers stuff now." And so I immediately went on my phone. You know, went to Comicsology, and Comixology they're having a whole. Actually, they're having a sale, Avengers sale, right? So all those books, like I bought a couple of, uh, I think I bought volume four and five of the New Avengers. They were two ninety seven a piece. That's the trades. <laughs> yeah. I was like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> let me scoop up all of these bad boys. If it does $2, I'm buying it. I see, the thing is, I would not have bought them at the store. Because it, the value of to me, I'm like, I'm not spending no $19 for these books. But if you make them $2, they're $2.97, they're on sale, I'm buying all of them. Um, and then I'm, you know, it makes me want to go read some of the others. And then I'm more inclined to maybe I might buy the recent issue, you know, I might check it out. But I just think to me, like, I feel like there's probably a lot more people buying them now than there would have been, just because the accessibility is there. Um, and you know, I guess at this point, they're probably like the real money is in the, in the movies. So there's less people buying the comics, but there's more people coming to the movies and then maybe probably they'll want to sign up for Disney or they're going to buy a t-shirt or something where that's probably where the real value is as opposed to these, you know, pamphlets. <laughs> I hate to say it like that, but, yeah. but I mean, you know, it's just, it's not like it was back in the day, you know, where you, you go there and, ah, you know, oh, yeah, let me, cause, uh, uh, first of all, I can't afford that. Like I can't afford to be buying four or $5 books you know, thirteen books every week that are four or five dollars. It just, it's just—it's too much, too much money. And I, you know, I think they priced themselves out. Of, yeah, I'm blaming
2: you know. Image for that.
0: Yeah, you know. So I mean, it, I, I don't know. It is what it is. But I definitely, there are some good comics out there. Definitely. Uh, I, I, and if you want to buy physical, you still can. It, it definitely, they're still available. But I just, I just love it that it's. It's right there. And I was like, man, I got to... Um, my, my issue is I want to get a bigger screen. Like I was like, okay, on my phone is one thing, but you kind of have to look at it. I don't know if they call it comic flow view or something. I don't know if you've ever done that, where the, you know, they'll zoom in to the panel. So they, yeah, yeah. they kind of reformat it. And that's actually gotten really good. Um, but even sometimes it still might be a little too small. So I'm like, okay, I can use my Surface or, you know, got the bigger screen and stuff, but I oh, maybe I should just get a whole another tablet for just for comics, so I can just you know see all the colors pop out and stuff. But I mean, other than that, uh, I used to not be into digital comics. Now I'm way into it. I I realize I have a huge library of digital comics. I'm like, man, I got a lot of shit. <laughs> but uh, it, is what it is. I mean, you know, and in terms of movies, like, man, I. Like I just bought uh, Winter Soldier digitally the other day because um, they just came out with a four K version of the movie.
2: Four so K I mean, digitally? Yeah,
0: yeah. That's uh, most of my four K is all digital. Really? Oh yeah, man. Yes, sir. Oh yes, sir. shit! Yeah, yeah. I mean, there. Now I'm gonna say this for a very for a stickler, you can see a difference between let's say if you have got the actual 4K HD disc as opposed to streaming i mean it's very minute and it depends on your tv but i found that it's so minuscule after a while you don't notice that there is a slight little difference so i just mainly buy all of my movies digitally or 4K you know uh it look great and you know i always have them with me so i if i'm if i'm on the for some reason, I'm gonna commute or something, and I'll open the app on my phone and watch the movie there. You know, at work we have this huge big TV. Here I'm snitching on myself, but at work we <laughs> have this like 70-inch TV on the wall, and if I, you know, if I want to, I can pull up all my my library right there in 4K and, and have the movie playing in the background or something. So it's just more convenient, yeah, as opposed to me carrying a whole bunch of discs all over the place. But
2: so then. When you do this streaming, are you just, what? What service are you using?
0: I mainly use Vudu. V u d u. Vudu Voodoo does 4K. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. H, yeah oh, HDR, shit, okay. all that, man. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I was not aware of. that.
0: Yeah, I mean, if the movie is released in that format, then yeah, they they have it up there. You can buy it. You know, they they split it into three different formats. There's SD, then there's one called HD, and then there's the 4K. So you, you know, like the 4K movie might be 20 bucks. The other two may be just like at 15 or something like that. I mean, so, you know, you're paying for it. But I mean, to me, uh, it's just a lot easier than me trying to go to the store or waiting for Amazon to deliver it. It's just hit hit purchase and <laughs> hit play. <laughs> you know, I can watch it immediately. And, if, and, and whatever special features were on the disc are there, too. So you get all the feet, you know, special features and documentaries if the movie has it. But uh, yeah, man. So I mean, you know, I've I've been buying quite a few movies like that. Um, and Marvel, like I said, they always and that's the thing they always have sales. So there might be like because Endgame is real hot right now, so they have like a all the Marvel movies will be twenty percent off or it'd be hella cheap or something. So I'm like man, I'm gonna go ahead scoop that up, or they'll just have. Whatever discounts I have on movies, a lot of movies be like nine ninety nine. They're like, cool. Let me let me just go. I don't even. I ain't gonna even watch it. But let me just go and grab that. Cause I might watch it later, <laughs> or a TV series or something. Oh, the TV series is only nine dollars. Let me go ahead and get that. <clears throat> You'll find yourself. You, could, you can mess around, be buying a whole bunch of stuff. But you know, I, I've accepted streaming and all that digital.
2: Because I just recently started buying uh, programming through Amazon. <clears throat> okay. Because w- one of my favorite things, uh, you know, the car show Top Gear used to be on Netflix, and now it ain't. And uh-huh. the only way to get it now is through Amazon Prime, and you got to pay for it. So I'm like, fuck, it, I'll just buy it. Yeah. So I bought a couple of seeds and I'm like, it is convenient. I'll say
0: that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have a couple movies on Amazon that I buy. It's mainly, I mainly uh kids movies. I think all the Toy Story stuff I ended up buying on there. Um, that's the only thing is you kind of got to pick a platform and stick with it. Cause then you'll mess around. and have movies on various ones and um, I ended up initially I was buying movies on the Xbox. But my Xbox is not in 4k because it was an early one so I have a a number of movies that I bought on there that I don't watch because I don't really be on my Xbox that much and they're not the highest quality compared to what you can get now so a few of them I've re-bought I I bought them a second time but you know it is what it is but all right, um, we're going to wrap this thing up ladies and gentlemen you have been listening to the Michael Dean show I, again, we'll invite you to our Discord chat, which is in the show notes. Also, if you haven't already, please sign up to our Patreon page. Can use the support. Uh, help us keep the show going. Uh, with that said, Big Sexy, where can I find you online?
2: I can be found at Facebook, Mark Wiggins, Instagram, Mark Wiggins 2, and Twitter, Mark.
0: All right. And of course, you can find us at podcastjuice.net. Check us out on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play, your favorite podcast platforms. Just look up Podcast Juice. And as I always say, work it like a job. We'll see you next time. Peace.